The following content contains strong and mature language and is made for audiences above 18 years of age only. Listener discretion is advised. Whispers in the dark. Whispers in the dark. Tales of seduction. Presented to you by iambeshram.com. Play more, shameless. Powered by Sochcast. Since it's your birthday, darling, and you're halfway through your fabulous 40s, I thought to make it sizzling hot by confessing to something. Something that you've been urging me to do and I have been refusing to even consider. Well, maybe that's cuz I've already tried it once and have been living with a mountain of guilt ever since. Come hell or high water, I'd never repeat it. But maybe it's time to lighten my load by telling you everything. Maybe you remember the massive fight we had on phone? a couple of months after I returned to Minsk after flying down to surprise you on your birthday last year by then i'd had it up to here with all the hot wifing fantasies that seemed to be your only arousal point during our phone sex sessions and the unending demands that went with them if it doesn't feel real i don't want to hear it and i really want you to enjoy the idea of doing other guys with my consent The very concept of hot wifing turned my stomach. Still does. And I just couldn't understand how any man would get turned on by the idea of his wife having sex with others. For me, it was abhorrent, sickening and demeaning. And yet, I had to fantasize on the same theme time after time, describing every intimate detail to you and making it as real as possible. That Saturday, I finally just exploded and told you I couldn't handle it anymore. That it was making me feel like a, a filthy whore, and it all went downhill from there. We screamed and shouted and said really terrible things to each other. By the time I hung up, I was weeping with rage and hurt and resentment. Mummy was spending the evening with some Indian friends at their place. Kishmish and her nanny Priya had gone with her. My other house help Anandi was running a fever and sleeping in her room. In my agitation, I felt the walls of the house closing in on me, imprisoning me and suffocating. All I wanted to do was escape, go somewhere where I could breathe, get back to normal before everyone returned. So, I grabbed my phone and keys and left. I was finishing my 30-minute jog around the path circling the lake behind the house. earphones on and dinchak workout music playing in my ears intent on the fury still pumping through me i didn't realize when i strayed onto the bicycle track before i knew it something struck me hard in the back and sent me sprawling on my knees and hands i heard people exclaim and a man's voice apologizing frantically in russian as a pair of hands attempted to help me up i was more mortified than hurt palms stinging and knees feeling tender but otherwise just shaken i shook off the hands evidently belonging to the idiot whose cycle had banged into me and said curtly that i was fine english hmm i speak a little please do forgive me i not see you he said maybe you heard hospital yes i call taxi you can stand he crouched in front of me and i saw him for the first time Nice looking guy. Dark blonde hair, green eyes that looked genuinely concerned and contrite, and the body of a warrior angel. 
looked to be in his late 30s, early 40s. I said of course I could stand and try to, with him insisting on helping me up, only to find that my left ankle folded under me, making me cry out. Again, he offered to take me to hospital, but I didn't want to go anywhere with a stranger. I told him I lived close by and would just go home and call my driver if I had to. He declared that he'd walk me back, then the least he could do after injuring me. Since the only other choice I had was to wait for Andre to come back and pick me up, I reluctantly agreed. He parked his bicycle and put his arm around me, taking on most of my weight as I hopped along, feeling awkward and flustered. As you know, I'm not the touchy-feeling type, particularly with strangers, but I had no choice if I wanted to get home. He kept speaking to me in his broken English, asking me my name and telling me his Anton. He wanted to know where I was from and a bunch of other irrelevant questions keeping me distracted and making me laugh by singing Pretty Woman to me. The five-minute walk from that spot took us almost 15. But finally, we reached the house and I used my key to open the gate. When I said thank you, I'd managed from there, he said that he could see the steps leading up to the door and thought I'd need his help. I knew he was right, so I let him come in with me. I was about to call up to Anandi, but he insisted I didn't bother anyone and led me solicitously into the lounge. He asked me to sit down so he could check me for other injuries, said he was an ice hockey player, which explained the yummy physique and knew something about handling sprains and muscle injuries. He got me a glass of water from the kitchen, made me lie down on the sofa and first examined my ankle, confirming it was sprained, not broken. Then he cleaned up my scratched palms with some antiseptic he found in the bathroom and asked me to pull up the legs of my track pants so he could check my knees. The cuffs, however, were too tight to go higher than my calves, so he coaxed me to pull the waist down instead. I don't know why I agreed, but I did. He looked so concerned and his hands were so warm and strong and yet gentle and I somehow couldn't tell him to stop. I kept thinking it's okay. I am at home. Anandi is just a call away. The others would be back home soon and insurance against any foolishness. When his hands began stroking my legs, my thighs, when he pulled my track pants off and gently cupped my skinned knees, caressed my inner thighs, I was still convinced that I wouldn't let anything happen because no matter what, I loved you and could not even think of betraying you. Yet, when he stroked my waist and belly and began touching me through my panties, I couldn't find the words to stop him, couldn't push him away or protest. Maybe it was the pain of the sprain, maybe it was the grief and resentment of our relationship at that point of time. Maybe I subconsciously wanted to punish you for the heartache. Or maybe it was just pure and simple sexual response to a drop-dead gorgeous male. Whatever it was, I found myself lying there in semi-trance and letting him do what he wanted. He began 
kissing me as he slipped his fingers inside my panties and played with my clit getting me sopping wet within minutes then he pulled them off spread my legs and fingered and licked me till i was coming like crazy had to bite a cushion to keep from screaming he pulled up my t-shirt pushed up my bra to squeeze and suck my tits telling me that i was so beautiful so sexy that he'd been fantasizing about making love with an indian woman ever since he'd seen dirty picture a couple of years ago on netflix i tried at that point to say no i swear i did even at that moment sopping wet with desire and with my nipples throbbing i wanted to put a stop to it and tell him to leave because despite the hot wife fantasies i had been spinning for you i knew deep in my heart that i wasn't one and never would be but there was this poison cocktail of emotions swirling through me grief resentment anger despair not to mention uncontrollable arousal and i just couldn't so when he shucked his shorts and climbed on top of me and positioned himself between my legs i simply opened my thighs wider and lunged upwards to accept his thrust He buried himself inside me to the hilt and began moving in earnest, hard and fast. He was just a little too big for me. Bigger than you. And I could feel myself stretched to the capacity. A little painful, but hell, so terribly arousing. He asked me to open myself wider with my fingers, so he could trust better and angled himself so we could both watch as he rammed into me again and again he took my hand and placed my finger on my clit whispering for me to stroke it and alternatively to encircle his hardness so i could feel him going in <laughs> then he pulled my legs up around his neck and thrust even harder even deeper he was so mind blowingly good that i found myself recalling the time you'd used that clit stimulating vibrator on me making me come screaming like a banshee <laughs> all this was happening in silence because i didn't want to wake anandi up and hard and fast because i whispered to him that i was expecting my family back any minute Your husband he asked as he squeezed my tits and pulled out to stroke himself on my clit. For some reason I said yes and that raised the level of his arousal and mine too. The pain in my ankle just faded away and all I wanted was for the insanity to go on. I came thrice, twice with my own finger and and once with his even as he plunged into me like a maniac he meant to pull out before he came but i locked my legs around him and tightened my inner muscles around his throbbing erections you know how exciting that is right i told him i was on a pill so he thrust even harder and unloaded inside me like a geezer you know how much i love feeling a jet of sperm shooting into me 
this was simply incredible. I found myself coming again as he sprayed inside me. The couch was wet and sticky under me and he and I were both trembling and convulsing as the massive orgasm stormed through us. I really don't know if you'd done it again but right then I heard the sound of the garage door opening and the car driving in. I told him to hurry up, get dressed even as I pulled down my bra and t-shirt and got into my track pants. He grabbed my panties and before I could get to them and stuffed them inside his pocket. A sexy memory, he whispered and winked as I frantically grabbed some tissues, mopped away the evidence from the couch. By some miracle, we were both respectably dressed when everyone walked in. My disheveled state was easily explained by my fall and my sprained ankle and Anton apologized most profusely to everyone for having unwittingly hurt me. He offered once again to take me to a doctor but I said I'd go in my own car now that it was back. Mummy thanked him for bringing me home and he said it was the least he could do. Left his number with me insisting that I should send him the medical bill. I never called him. From the moment he walked out of the house the guilt and the horror came crashing down and I have never succeeded in getting over it. So while the sex was bone meltingly stupendous i would never ever repeat it the agony of the soul is simply not worth it because i'm more certain than ever that i'm not a hot wife and can only be miserable pretending to be one even so i must admit that sometimes i still use the memory of that frantic sweaty mindless pout on the sofa to hit the big o as i pleasure myself on lonely nights happy birthday so you thought this was it this is where you get started started choose and order your bag of joy from imbeshram.com right away and tune in for more tales of seduction this is whispers in the dark, in the dark. presented to you by imbeshram.com play more shameless Powered only by Sochcast.